point. So. Good evening. Hope all of you are doing well. Today we're learning Maseches Tainis, Daf Kav Zayin, Amud Beis, as well as Daf Kav Ches. Um, a couple more scheduling announcements. Tomorrow morning we will have uh, Daf Yomi for Daf Chav Tes. Nothing on Shabbos. Back together Sunday night. Tuesday morning uh, we'll be having Daf Yomi, not Tuesday night. And I have no idea what I'm doing on Wednesday, but I'm traveling. So I'm for sure going to be recording and posting. I just don't know when. I will keep you posted. Monday night, we're here. Monday night, we're here. And Monday night, we're having a seum, uh, which we will be having here in the base medrash. I guess crunch, whatever. It'll be fleshic. We've never done a milchic seum. That's just not acceptable. We're going to only stick with the flesh. Yeah. No, no. It's a little sacrilegious. There has to be a gemara about that somewhere. Seumim have to be. We should add a bottle of wine, maybe. Okay, let's go. Maybe. <laughs> I, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff in that fridge that's not from this uh, that's not from this millennia. So we're we're gonna stick with the uh, all right. Where are we? Oh, Kabzayan Amid Base. Here we go. We're eight lines down at the two dots. We had learned in our Mishnah the Israel Shiva Osa Mishmar Miskansin the Arain Bakarmbamaisabreshis. We learned something very unique in our Mishnah, and that is that. When we had the Yisraelim to be representative of, uh, representatives of those who bring the korban, that they read Parshas Breshis. Why do they read Parshas Breshis? So very, very interesting transaction between the Kodesh Baruch Hu and Abraham. And still more, it has halachic ripple effects. Says the Gemara, If not for the fact that there were people who were doing the ma'amados, who were representing korbanos on behalf of the Jewish people, then we would not have had shamayim varetz. We would not have had uh, the world. How will I know that they will inherit? And Amar Avram, he says as follows. Maybe there will be a time. I love the maybe. It's very sweet. Maybe there will be a time that the Jews will do some sins in front of you. And and maybe you'll destroy them as you did in previous generations where Jews were rebellious. Hashem says back to Avram, laugh, I will do no such thing. I don't understand. How then will the Jews inherit? Like, how will it work? How does this work if they do Averas? Very simple. Uh, they're going to bring korbanos. So says Avram, okay. I could understand what you're saying. I could understand that you're going to bring korbanos in the times of the Beis but if what you're saying is that the Jews might do a chait in the future and they need to get kapara, but there's no beis hamikdash, so what do we do? So he says, Amar Lo, says Avram seder korbanos. We have a an opportunity every day to say korbanos. When the Jews say korbanos in the morning by shachris, then it's as if they brought those korbanos. Every single day. Last short line on Chavzayin Amid Beis. Very, very powerful idea. So what does it mean to say Korbanos? So the postgame discuss in the language of uh, Rav Chaim Kanievsky is that saying the Parsha Satamid every day, is Karov Lechiyuv. We have an obligation to say the parasha satamid every day prior to davening. To say it afterwards is only like you're being karibipsukim, but to say it beforehand is appropriate. And then uh, the postgum also discussed we should say the Torahs in the morning. Uh, we should also be, uh, there's a whole big Torah here. So uh, if one can 
find uh, a few minutes every morning. Maybe you just wake up a few minutes earlier. This Gemara is quite powerful. We should be learning for the sake of improving ourselves. This improving ourselves is relatively short with a lot of peros in that it can be mechaper on all of our sins. Not that we have any, it's just theoretical. So we're halfway down at the wide lines. That when the people in the Mishmar were davening uh, on behalf of their brethren, it was uh, for the sake that their uh, that their korban should be accepted. The people in the communities, the Israelis, on the Beisach Nessus, on their particular Mishmar, their particular week, they would fast four of the days. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Bishani, what did they daven for? On Shani al Yorde Hayam, people who travel by water. Bishlishi on Tuesdays, they would daven al Holche Midbaros Birvi al Askara Shabotipal al Hatinokos, the disease of Rabbi Akiva's Talmidim of Askara, that it should not fall on children uh, who are infants. Bechamishi al Ubaros Menikos on women who are. Uh, pregnant and menikos who are nursing, ubaros sheloya pilu, menikos shianiko espenehem. I don't know how Ashkacha Pratis works. I got a phone call today from a student of mine who called and told me that she had a miscarriage today. Funk on this daf, like right after I was preparing, I'm like a little uncomfortable and terrifying. What day of the week is it? It is Thursday. Yom Chamishi. I don't know, a little uncomfortable. But that's what the Gemara says. And women who are nursing that they should have sufficient supply of milk to feed their children. Remember, they didn't have Similac. They didn't have, they, they, their children lived or died by, 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 by nursing. That's what they had. There was no stores. This is what babies ate. So they would dive in much more heavily for nursing. Now it's a choice. Do I want to nurse? Do I not want to nurse? Okay, say them. Rashi writes that, why Yom well, the Rashi actually goes to all of the days and indicates that they're all tied to the Sukkim. Yes, correct. To Chaya. That's what the Rashi discusses. Chaya, which is, it's correct. I was just spooked out by the alignment of the phone call today. It wasn't yesterday. It's not tomorrow. It was today, right after I finished preparing. And I didn't realize it till tonight when I was doing like the final reviews. And it just, I'm not going to call her back and tell her. That would be a little socially awkward, but it was uh, certainly a little eerie. But Ube Erev Shabbos, even if it was a person's maimed, they would not fast on Erev Shabbos. It's not right to go into Shabbos hungry. We've had this by, we have this by every fast. That's always the case. We do not establish fasts that are derabanan on Fridays. All the more so on Shabbos. It's a strange Kalvachomer because the reason why we don't fast on Shabbos isn't because of Kavad Shabbos. The reason we don't fast on Shabbos is because of Oneg Shabbos, which is a different category in Halacha A. B, we're forbidden from fasting on Shabbos unless it's a Tainus Chalim, which we saw earlier in the Masechta, that if it's a Tainus Chalim, you had a bad dream on, uh, how would it work? You had a bad dream on Thursday night? Friday, Friday night? If you had a bad dream Friday night, you'd wake up and go into a fast. That's only appropriate uh, betainus chum. So the Kalvachomer requires a little bit of research. Okay. Yeah, it's the only time it ever happens. But for a formal tainus tzibor, we do allow it. We actually don't have any other applications of it. Uh, yeah, but here by the Ma'amados, they said it's nothing, nothing doing. Not allowed. All right, you said we fast if it's a person's mind, they fast Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Why don't they fast on Sundays? Wow. This is in the Tkufa of the early Christians. Their Sabbath was on the Sunday, their day of whatever they did, their Yom Edom. Rashi points out this was the day that they celebrated. 
What does that mean? So if you take a look at Rashi, Rashi is to our left, about a half an inch down. We know that man was created on Friday. The third day is always a day of weakness. The story of Shimon and Levi, when they killed the whole city of Shechem. They waited until the third day. Uh, where they, the the patients of the brismila were most uncomfortable, um, and that was when they attacked. Reish Lakish Amar back in the Gemara, two thirds of the way down, Ibn Neshama Yisera, because on Sunday we have a Neshama Yisera, there's a letdown from Shabbos. Amar Reish Lakish, Neshama Yisera, Nitna Boba Adam Be'er Shabbos, the Mose Shabbos, Not Lenosami Menu. We know that on Mose Shabbos, that the Neshama Yisera is taken away. That's why we have a minute to smell something wonderful on Mose Shabbos. You can't smell black pepper. You can't smell what has to be something on the sweeter side of things, on the more enjoyable side of things. And of course, this, the well known Chakira of Brachos, that which is ground up like cinnamon. We say bore mine visamim. If you have things that are like more leafy, it's bore isve visamim. So different brachos. Some Svartim bring uh, bring them to brisses. They bring hadasim to brisses and they make a bracha. I did better by Raka. They did that. What? Yeah, I guess so. Oh, that too? With a bracha? Under the chuffah? Okay. Rabbi Raka? Was, was that who it was? Not where I saw it. Oh, oh yeah. Yes, I don't know. So it's again, may brachas v'choyom. Like, what's the? Uh, I understand a little bit by here by the nesham yisera. I don't know what it is. But I don't know what the application is over there. All right. So ne'emar, as the pasuk says, shavas vayinafash. Look at this beautiful play on words of the words vayinafash. Kevan she shavas, shavas vayinafash. Since since you were shavas, then vay of the nefesh, vay yinafash. Oh, nebuch, we lost another nefesh. We lost our neshama yisera. Beautiful split of the word vay nefesh. Nebuch that we lost the extra nefesh. So a variety of reasons of why this maimed would only fast Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. They would not fast Sunday, Friday, or Shabbos. Two dots. Three-fourths of the way down. By Yom HaRishon, uh, we said, Bereshis vahi barakia. Now we're going to discuss some of the halachos of laning. Tana, Bereshis bishnaim, the first of the parashios. We had said yesterday that of the two parshios that they would lay in that day, of the two sections that they would lay, whichever was larger, they'd split into two. So the Pasuk of Breshis is uh, is split into two because it's larger. And the, the section of Yehi Rakiab, that would be Be'echad, was laid by one person. I understand that when you have the section of Yehirakia, it's three psukim. Ela bereshis, but the section of Breshis is Bishnaim that was split by two people. How did that work out? Hey, psuke havyan. It's five psukim split by two people. How does that work out? Says the Gemara, Vitanya, Hakor Vitorah al Yifchos mi Gimel psukim. So, how did you split this up properly? So, we already know an answer of precedence in our head from the world of Rosh Chodesh that we, we repeat the Pasuk, Vyomar Talahem. So, says the Gemara, that comes from the sheets of Rav. Rav Omar Doleg is that that middle Pasuk will vacillate depending on what you're doing. It's either Pasuk one, two, three, or we repeat three and do three, four, five in order to get the right number. Ushmul, Amar Posek, Shmuel says something that we're not used to, which is stop in the middle of the Pasuk. We're not used to that. But Shmuel says that that's what they would do in this case. It's put the Pasuk in the middle. The Rav, Amar Doleg, according to Rav, who says that we read the middle Pasuk, uh, in two different ways. First, as the last Pasuk of the first Aliyah, or as the first Pasuk of the second Aliyah, my time alo Amar Posek. Why doesn't Rav um, embrace Shmuel's idea to have 2.5 Pasukim for each thing? And that way you have at least a part of a third Pasuk in each laning, instead of this Doleg idea of using the middle Pasuk for both Rishon and Shani. So says the Gemara, I have a very good reason for that. <clears throat> 
Any Pasuk that Moshe did not complete, meaning that anything that isn't a full Pasuk beginning to end, we're not allowed to lane that way. So Shmuel, you're of the opinion that you read 2.5 Pesukim. We know in laning that in Shrup, there's like the, what we would loosely call in a in English a comma, but there's an Esnachta, the wishbone, it kind of looks like a wishbone. That's what, how we teach the little kids. So it, they stop at the Esnachta. Da, 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 da. That's it. And then you go to the next aliyah. It sounds weird in our head. Okay, that's how they did it. So it says the Gemara that Rav was not willing to accept that. And Shmuel clearly was. He didn't hold of this idea of kol pasuk de lo paske Moshe anan lo paskinon. Then says the Gemara, umi paskinon, uh, Ushmuel amar, uh, amar posek, he disagrees and says, we do split psukim. Umi paskinon, do we really actually split psukim Shmuel? The Amar of Kra, Rav Kra was a person who was a reader. He was a grammarian. Uh, he, he knew all the rules as, as it related to Diktu. He said, I had a, a really big problem. Ribchanina Kra had a problem with Ribchanina Gadol. He needed a psak to only read half psukim. The only heter he got in reading half psukim was in teaching little children to make it a little more memorable for them. Uh, only for them, only for that purpose, but they were certainly not allowed to do so for the adults, only for children and only in a way which would teach them how to learn. I was learning, doing my homework with my kid tonight, my daughter, Shira. She says, did it die, 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 die. And she'd like give a translation of each word, die, die, die. It's not quite Zilberman, it's Ari Crown, but it's close. <laughs> and she had a little uh, sing song about every word you interrupt it. That's how kids learn. They learn one word at a time. That's totally fine. Well, he slammed a suyan. But for the guys who were laning in the base measures, no, you read the whole pasuk. Absolutely. So Kasha and Shmuel says the Gemara with Shmuel, awesome time am I. Why over there are we lenient? Because Mishum Delo Afshar. What do you want the kid to do? They're three years old. You think they're going to memorize a whole Pusik? They're little kids. You have to work with where they are. If their pedagogy can handle a half a Pusik, that's what you give them. We have no choice. So what does Shmuel say? Hachanami Lo Afshar. What do you want to do? We have five Sukkim and two Elias. 2.5. That's the answer. I don't hold of the whole rule of Moshe. It's not really Moshe. It's Rav's understanding of So he says, therefore, 2.5 is the answer. Now the Gemara flips the question. We had asked why Rav doesn't hold like Shmuel. Now let's ask why Shmuel doesn't hold like Rav. We're five lines from the bottom. Shmuel Amar Posek, according to, to him, he says that we split the Pasuk in half, the third Pasuk of 2.5 Pasukim each. My time alone are doleg. Why not entertain the possibility of Rav? Just say that the, the middle pasuk is used as gzera. He says, no, we have a problem of mishum hanichnasen gzera mishum hayotzen. So uh, the problem is that if somebody walks in after uh, after the wrong time, you'll see that only two psukim, or you'll you'll think that only two psukim were laned. Let's say that you walked in after Rishon was laned. Where do they start laning Shani from? The third pasuk. What does that imply? That Rishon was only two psukim. And what about the yotzin? So by the Yotin, that's also a problem because if you leave at the wrong time, you heard one, two, and three, that was Rishon. And when you're leaving, you're like, I heard Rishon. I'm like, is Shani only two Pesukim as you walk out the door? So that's a problem as well. That's what the Gemara is bothered by. Maybe the Gemara has a problem with both Rav and Shmuel. Now we've answered both why Rav doesn't hold like Shmuel and why Shmuel doesn't hold like Rav. Now we have a problem with both of them. Maybe. Parsha shall shisha psukim. Now let's get into the details. If we have a parsha that's six psukim long, koronosabishnaim, easy to split. Three and three. Bishel Hamisha, if you have a pasuk that, if you have a, a parsha that only has five psukim, so then harishon kore gimel. Hasheni kore shnaimi parsha zuvecha mi parsha cheres. We don't accept either of the possibilities. 
If the first three psukim are in aliyah, great. Then you take the next two psukim plus one from the, from whatever is next in the Torah. But we don't we don't just do it this way. V'yesh omrim lefishein. Is that right? Did I skip a line? That's right. V'yesh omrim gimel lefishein maschilin beparsha pachos mishosh psukim. So then laman da'amar doleg lidlog. According to you, Rav, who said that we should be using the middle pasuk for multiple purposes. Why didn't the Bryce say your idea of to be medaleg and use the first pasuk, use the middle pasuk twice? Ulamanda Amar Postek, according to Yushmuel, who said 2.5 psukim, you're also wrong because why didn't the Brises say your idea of Lifsok? Kasha on both of them, says the Gemara, shiny hasam. That case is different. The case at the Brisa, where it tells us to uh, do something different and never to do what Rav Shmuel said, that was a case to Islay Ravcha. That's when there was more partios to read. We didn't have more parshios to read. Take a look at Rashi. Dibur Hamaschal de Isle Ravcha, Sheyachalikros mi parsha cheres. Aval hacha, Lesle Ravcha. The halo matzi lemikra elaborations and vihirakia. The Brysa was very specific about what you were supposed to lean. And because the Brysa was specific about what you were supposed to lean, we were told exactly what to do. So therefore, our case of the Ma'amados, when they read the, the section of Bracious, which is only five psukim, we can't rely on the Brysa that we learned at the bottom of Kozainam Abbas to say that we have to add psukim later because we were given clear parameters of what to read. Now what? Now we have our machlokas between Rav and Shmuel. Are we medalig or are we posek? And that brings us to the end of this little sugya where at the top of Kavches Medalef, let's continue. Parsha Gdola Koran Osev Shnaim. We said that we... How does Shmuel's svara, though, help accomplishing the priest? Still oh, it's like a mixed Sayum Kekulo style Svara, where like at least I read part of a Pasuk, because he doesn't define Pasuk as it has to be the whole Pasuk. That's the whole, uh, the whole sheet of Rab, of Kol Pasuk, the low, the, what's the line? Uh, Kol Pasuk, the, the Moshe Lo Pasuk, or not, whatever the language is, whatever Moshe said. So he, that, he doesn't hold to that. Every section of Torah is a Pasuk. Every section of a Pasuk is categorically a Pasuk. So that's why it's strange. I and mean, we were just not used to it. But I said this the other day. We say, the Chazan says, and we respond, that should not be the case, according to Rav. And we paskin like Rav, usually. That's why when it comes to Kiddush on Shabbos, it's sometimes, uh, that's not that's half a Pasuk. That's not right. So some of the poskim say, that you need to start from the beginning. And you need to say the whole entire thing. Because otherwise you're only quoting half a Pasuk. So these are Shilas, whenever we're given the opportunity uh, to say a whole Pasuk. I, I watched Revolba do this. I met, I met Revolba one time. I was in Smicha. We, we, I was in uh, Bayad Vagan. He was giving shir, I think, in Kol Torah, one of the yeshivas there. And we went to go... Uh, and like he doesn't know all the Tanakh, he's a very knowledgeable person. So he was sitting there with a closed chamish and he wanted to quote a Pasuk and he like opened and he fluttered to the right page patiently, slowly. And he read the whole Pasuk beginning to end because I presume I didn't ask, but because of this. But to your question, that's not what Shmuel holds. I have part of a Pasuk is also a Pasuk. So 2.5 is like mix asayom kikulo. When a family sits Shiva, they get up the morning of the seventh day, they're done. The seventh day is over. So it's not exact, halachically the same mechanism, but the concept is similar. I don't have a better way of answering, but I, I think that's uh, approximately right. So at the top of the next page, we had seen in our Mishnah, it says, Parsha Gedola Koranosa Vishnaim. We said that the larger of the two sections gets read by two people, the Shachrusub Musaf. Uh, that was true by Shachras and Musaf, but Uvimincha, Koren, Alpian. If you remember in the Mishnah, there was a discussion of whether or not there was a Vav by the word Uvimusaf. Should it be Bishachras, period, and then Bimusaf Uvimincha is different, or is it Bishachras Uvimusaf? 
and then we separate Mincha. So that's what the Gemara asks here. Who three lines down, what really is the language of the Mishnah? Do we say that by Shachris and Mosav we bring out the Sefer Torah and we read properly, but when it comes to Mincha, we don't have to actually take out the Torah. We read the Parsha as we would say Shema, or the dogma as we say the parsha satamid in the morning. Fine, maybe. And then, ube musaf, ube mincha, oh, sorry, odilma, or perhaps we would say a little bit differently. <clears throat> perhaps we would say that hachiktani, here's how the b'risa should read, the Mishnah should read, v'shachris, only koronos of a sefer, we only take out the sefer Torah by shachris, but ube musaf, ube mincha, koronos alpeki, koronos shema, which one is it? Is musaf, also included in this fast day where we read, or is it not? So the Gemara answers six, seven lines down. Tashma, we have a brisa. Detanya, black on white. Bishachris, ube musaf, nichnas in the basak neses, with koran, kedersh, koran, kolashana. Take out the Sefer Torah and read, and read the parshios that you're supposed to read on that particular day. Ube mincha, but when it comes to mincha, yachid kore osalpe. And the person can just read the read the parsha on their own. Says the Gemara, Amar of Yosi, That's not allowed. A person's not supposed to read Torah Shabbat unless you're reading it inside. That's what uh, that's what the Rishonim write over here. That that's something that we should be careful about. Ella says the Gemara, Kula Everybody reads it, and apparently there was this custom to say Shema out loud and benigin and together. So the the postkim discussed this when we sing when we say Shema. Should we say it with the Nusach? That's a discussion in halacha as to whether or not it's ideal to do it with the laning trap or not, because uh, it's kikore kriyashma. What does it mean kikore kriyashma? Why did they pick kriyashma? Because kriyashma is some halachos that are attached to it, and we should lane it with all of its trap. That's a possibility. Ask your local Orthodox rabbi if that is a requirement. We're a quarter of the way down, not even at the two dots, maybe 12 lines down. We learned in our Mishnah that we said that there were ma'amados. Let's review. The ma'amados were... Uh, a group of people or groups of people that were part of the Mishmaras, part of the 24 Mishmaras, when it was their week, then they would do their responsibility to accompany a Korban. The Kohanim and Levim would be in the Beis HaMikdash. Yisraelim would be in their own towns and they would, uh, they would lane and they would fast, whatever they would do. However, there were pre- preclusions and our Mishnah listed this one. If it was a day that we said halal, let's say in Hanukkah, so then they didn't do the Ma'amados. Fine. Ma'hefresh bein zevlazeh. What is the difference between this and that? That's a lot of lack of clarity right there. So there's a couple of ways to understand this. We're just going to read Tosvos straight. Take a look at the Balea Tosvos at the top of the page. As if to say, What is the difference between a Korban Musaf and Korban Eitzim? The Korban Musaf Doche Mincha, that when there's a korban musaf, and we're going to speak about this at length, that means that there's no ma'amados by mincha. The korban eitzim lo dochi mincha. But when it comes to korban eitzim, it is not doche mincha. So the Gemara responds, halalu, one of these is divrei Torah, but halalu divrei sofrim. Tosvos, the second tosvos. Halalu divrei Torah. Musaf is divrei Torah, but the eitzim are divrei, are dindarabonin. Where do we learn about a korban musaf? Very simple, from psukim and chumash. That's why whenever we have musaf, it always has psukim in it. Why? Because the reason why we're saying musaf is because it was representative of a korban that was brought on that day. So like sometimes you'll hear kids say like, oh, we said halal on Hanukkah. Are we going to say musaf also? It's a klutz kasha. Like you totally missed the whole boat. The only reason we're saying halal is because it's Hanukkah. What does that have to do with musaf? There's not... It's a day that's derabanan. It's impossible for there to be a korban. But we do this in our head. We do it as adults too. Not only blaming the kids. We're like, is it musaf today? 
we we all we all like sometimes have these um uh, slow moments in the morning you know so it's early or it's late whichever but sometimes we miss the boat so that's what the gemara says is that there's a big difference that when we have a day that's del so when we have a korban musaf so that day which is del so therefore the ma'amados are are are, are stopped but on a day that's derabon and just because of the eight we don't stop the ma'amados that brings us to the two dots almost a third of the way down we so we said in our mishnah we said that there were nine families that we're given the blessing of bringing wood to the base Why did our Mishnah have to include this section? Amru, they said, when people came up with Ezra from the, uh, on the way back to rebuild the base HaMikdash, at first glance, they looked in there, they looked into the Lishka, and they saw the Lishka, they saw there was no wood there. These nine families, they were the ones who had the saws. They're like, we got this. We're in it. All the Nevi'im at that time agreed. That even if it were to be that the Lishka Sa'itim was filled with wood, they're always allowed to donate, even if we were already full of wood. At every time during the year, every year they can bring it. Wood to burn on the Mizbech. As written in the Torah. So these families were given the right, were given the opportunity, and it was like a little yontif for them to have that day be their day. And our Mishnah detailed what the dates were and who the people were. We're going to discuss more who some of the people were and possibly some names that might be a little repetitive. Halfway down. Two lines before the Y lines. Me, what is this talking about? So we had said that on one particular day, uh, if there were to be people who knew that they were supposed to be bringing wood, they knew that historically their families were ones that brought wood, but they've lost their family masar. They don't know if it was family one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, or nine. They'd bring it on a particular day. Tanu Rabban, and we also included in that group, Mahayu Bnei Gonve Eli, Ali, Ubnei What about the people who were uh, the ones who stole the pestle, which is a piece of wood, we'll discuss, and Ubnei Kotsektsias, the people who were to cut down figs. What, is, what were they talking about? So says the Gemara, Amru, first long line, first middle width line, I should say. Uh, they knew what was going on. When the Jews bring korbanos, as we already saw earlier on Kavzayinam uh, and you bring korbanos, you're going to get kapara from HaKadosh Baruch They did not want us to do what we were doing. Maybe some of them held that the animals were gods. Okay, whatever the history books uh, talk about. There was a gzera that they couldn't bring wood for the Ma'aracha, for the Mizbeach. And at the same time, they saw that the Jews were bringing their first fruits up to Yerushalayim and didn't the, the worst way to get someone to not do a mitzvah is to tell them they can't do the mitzvah. You tell a room of Jews no one can, can do Bikurim in the times of the basic Mikdash, they're like, okay, okay, thanks, have a good day. And here's what they would do in turn. The Hoshivu proves those, they actually actually put up a roadblock That's what Yerubim and Nevat did at one point when Jews were doing a Leila Regal. How did the Jews respond? What did the really from stark Jews do? They solved the problem. How did they solve the problem? Ah, you're not allowed to bring wood up to the Ma'arucha. You're not allowed to bring Bikurim. Ah, brilliant. They did bring baskets of fruit, but they covered it with dried figs. And they were going to bring them with them all the way through the security blocks. And they'd bring a big piece of wood on their shoulders. They came and she When they got to the roadblock, where are you going? They said, ah, 
I don't know if you saw, but the machinery that's around the corner, we're going to use that to just press uh, some fig cakes together. We're going to use the, the pestle that's on our shoulder, the piece of wood. And once they got through the security check, no problem. They decorated all of the Bikurim baskets. Perfectly done. Tana, hein hein bene salmoi ha netovti. Who are these people? Tana rabban, and let's see what that means. Ma hein bene salmoi netovti. Who were they? Salmoi, sulam, a ladder. So smart. Amru, pamachas gazra, hamalchus gzera yisroshalo yavi etzim umaracha, no wood for the mizbech. Fine. The hoshivu pruzdaos al drachem kedach shoshiv rabbi menavat al drachem shalayalo yisrael leregel. And they put up roadblocks just like your rabbi menavat did to prevent the Jews from going up for Ali the regel. Maosu yirei chetchab osadur, what did the from stark Jews do? No problem. Heviu gzirehen, they brought all the wood that they were going to bring for the maaracha, the asu sulamos, they made them into ladders. Good. What do you see when you see a ladder? Okay, what do we see when we see ladders? The guy's got six ladders on the truck. He's got to climb somewhere. That's what they did. They put them on their shoulders. When they got to the uh, when they got to the security checkpoint, where are you going? They said, oh, no. Oh, you see over there, out in the field, there's chicken coops, and they're raised off the ground. We can't reach them all, and we need to move one bird to the next for mating, for nesting, whatever it is. And we're going to climb with the ladders. Once they passed by, they took it all apart. It's not, you're not going to stop the Jews. You're not going to stop them. It's not going to happen. Fine. The Aleim, and on these people, the Al-Kayotzeb and Bohem, and anyone like them, who Omer, Zecher, Tzadik, Levracha. These people should be mentioned. Levracha. What about Yeravam ben Nevat and people like him? Yeravam ben Nevat, Bechaver, of the people who tried to stop us. Ne'emar, the Pasuk says, V'shem Rishayim Yirkav, the name of the wicked, will rot. I got to try to do good things. That's what the Gemara says. Ten lines from the bottom. Be'estrim bo on the twentieth of that month. We said bnei pechas mo ben Yehuda. Tana bnei pechas mo ben Yehuda. Hein hein bnei David ben Yehuda. They were He said that they were the same families. Rabbi Yosi Omer hein hein bnei Yoav ben Suri. Not the same as those families, but they were really rather from Yoav ben Suri. So you're just trying to figure out which families are which. Be'estrim be'elul on twentieth of Elul. We said bnei bnei Adin ben Yehuda. Tana Rabbanan. That they are the same as the family of David ben Yehuda. David ben Yehuda. Yossi argues here again. Nope, not the same people, but rather Yoav ben Suri. So these are just, again, aligning families as to whether or not they're the same or different people. The Gemara says that we have a problem. Our Mishnah said, In that month, they came up for the second time. They got to bring wood the second time in the cycle. Money must need some. But this, if you're going to talk about B'nai Parosh, this doesn't make sense according to any of the shitas that we just saw. Shouldn't have said Parosh. If you said Parosh is the same as these people, it should have said that it was B'nai David Ben Yehuda. If it was Rabbi Yehuda, then listening Shabob Bene David Ben Yehudashniah should have had a different name of a different family. If you're gonna read it, say that there's a different that we got the wrong name and you're fixing it, it should have said a different name in the Brisa in our Mishnah. It should have been the Yoab Ben Suriya was the one who was coming around for the second time. And answers the Gemara, no problem. Really, all of this has to do with Rabyosi, Rabyosi, and two students. They had different understandings of who each person was. That brings us to the bottom line of Kabchesim Olive going uh, toward the bottom, most of the way down. Of Kafchesim and Bez, let's continue. Good. 
Uh, says the Gemara, last line, We said that on the first of Shvat, there was no Ravashi Turning to the top of Kavchas in the days. What did I even say? That doesn't even make any sense. Where did that come from? Where did I read Shvat in the in the in the Gemara on the bottom line? Yeah. Nice. Okay. Cool. Thanks. The Echad Betebes. They're kind of similar letters. So then the question was raised. Why is it that when there's Halel, that Shachris itself, Diday, that's what Rashi says, Maimed the Shachris, that the Ma'amados, if there's Halel on a particular day, that the Maimed of that day would not lane during Shachris. Why was that the case? And why is it that if there's a Korban Musaf, that it doesn't stop its own Maimed? If it's not gonna uh, if it's gonna if it's not gonna stop by something else, all the more so it should be true by itself. So he says, you misunderstood my question. This is what I'm saying. When there's a korban musaf, it should only prevent the maimid on that musaf and no other at no other davenings. All the other times of the day, the ma'amados should be upheld. So says the Gemara, four lines down on Kavchesim and Beis. Amar your opinion that says that when there is a korban musaf, that only we we only restrict ma'amados during musaf, that shita exists. That's Rabbi The Tanya, the Brisa writes, Rabbi Yossi Omer, kol yom musaf, yesh bo On every day when there's musaf, there has to be a maimed on that day. But that doesn't yet match with us because we don't know when the Maimed is. Maimed de Maimed. When is it that we say that if there's a Korban Musaf, that we still have the Ma'amados to represent the people by the Korbanos? That's That can't be. Rabbi Yossi can't be saying that if there's a Korban Musaf, if there's a Korban Musaf, that we still have a Maimed by Shachris because we knew that from the Tanakama already. If you want to say that it's by Musaf, it's not good. It's for sure not going to ruin itself. So let's see what else it might ruin. Maybe it's Dimincha, can't be Korban, Korban Eitzim Dachi. That's already going to be going to be stopped for another reason, which is Korban Eitzim. So then says the Gemara, it must be that when there is a Korban Musaf, we do not have a Maimed. We do not have the Ma'amados during the Korban Musaf. However, we do have it uh, by Ne'ilah. Beautiful. Shmamina dachi that the, the Korban uh, Musaf, the Korban Musaf prevents a Ma'amid happening during Musaf. But there is still Ma'amados not at the time of Musaf and rather by the time of Ne'ilah Shmamina. Says the Gemara of a listening Nami Be'echad Benisan Lohaya Bomaim, Mishiyesh Bohalal, the Korban Musaf, the Korban Eitz. And why does the Mishnah only speak about Tebes? There's another month that has the trifecta that should prevent any Ma'amados from taking place on that day. And that's going to be the first of Nisan. Amar Rava, and this is a big sugya, even in the relatively modern day postkim, it's not so modern, but the Gra, the Gra and the Mishnah Brura deal with this. Amar Rava, Zosa Meres. Saying Halel and Rosh Chodesh is not the Oraisa. According to him, in Eretz Yisrael at least, there are 18 days in which we say Halel Ve'eluhim. Here they are. Shmona, Shmona Simei Hachag, the eight days of Sukkot, that's eight. 
that's 16. only one day of Yantav shall Pesach, shall and that's it. And we already know where those extra three are coming from, which is Yom Tov Sheni Shal Galios, but let's go through it anyways. What's missing from all of this? Rosh Chodesh, which means that we therefore see that Rosh Chodesh is not based on a Dindo Raisa. So let's continue. Rav Iklala Babel, Rav went up to Babel, Chazinu de Kakaro Halela Bereshiarcha, and he saw that they were saying Halalan Rosh Chodesh. Savar Laaf Sukin, who he's like, this is not right. We don't have an obligation to say Halalan Rosh Chodesh. Kevin de Chazad de Kamedalge Diluge, since he saw that they skipped the paragraphs of Lolanu and Ahavti, so then Omar Shmami no Minagavo Seim Viadem. Wow. And he says that that's their minog. The minog is to say, Halel bedilu. And then this section concludes, and then we'll have a brief halachic discussion. And the halacha is that if you have one person who's saying halal, he should not do so. If he starts, he's allowed to finish halal. So the gra was of the opinion that we do say halal for the minhag. However, the gra had a rule that whenever there was a minhag, you were not allowed to make a bracha. No brachos on minhagim. So, for example, we have a minag of, uh, you know, hitting the arabos, no bracha. There's a minag of saying halal, no bracha on Rosh Chodesh. He would not make a bracha of halal on Rosh Chodesh. So we don't pasken that way. We're, we're mekilin. We're, we paskin like the Mishnah Brura and other poskim as well, that even though it's a minhag, we still make a bracha. But just know that there is a sweeping machlokas in, uh, in, uh, throughout, uh, throughout the poskim as to whether or not we make a bracha on a minhag. And the huge nafkamina is whether or not you follow the opinions of the grah. Or a little bit more than halfway down, another 15 lines, and then we'll stop. Less than 15 lines. Hey, Dvarim, Iru es avosenu, Beshiva asar There are five things that took place on Shiva asar betamuz. Nishtabru haluchos minol. And how do we know that the luchos were broken on that day? To Tanya, the Brisa writes. We've seen this Brisa before. Where was this? In Masecha Shabbos. Beshisha lechodesh nitnu asar sadibros leYisrael. Reb Yosiyam Reb Shiva. But there's a machlokas. Did we get the? Um, Asara Sadibros on the sixth or seventh of Sivan. Manda Amar Bishisha Nitnu, according to the one who says that we got the the Asara Sadibros on the sixth, Bishisha Nitnu Uvishiva Alamosha. They got the Luchos on the sixth. Uh, and then he went up to the mountain on the seventh. And Manda Amar Bishiva, according to the one who says that he got the, the Luchos on the seventh day, it was on the same day that he went up to the mountain, Bishiva Nitnu Bishiva Ala Moshe, because the Pasuk says, Vayikra Al Moshe Vayom HaShvi'i, Uchsi Vayava Moshe Vesoche Anon Vayal El Hahar, Vayhi Moshe Bahar Arboim Yom Arboim Laila. And that, now let's do the math. He went up on the sixth or the, he went up on the seventh. Okay, here's the math, says the Gemara. Esrim ve'arba de Siva, and there's 24 days left in the month of Siva after him going up. Vishisar de Tammuz, 16 days which are uh, left in regards to the month of Tammuz. Maluluhu arbain, that gets us to 40. And then what happened? Vishivsar on the 17th of Tammuz, the Tammuz Nachis came down, Asa. That's how we know that it was on Shiva Sarbatamuzar. So this is one of the primary reasons that we fast on Shiva Sarbatamuz, because that was one of the days that the Luchos were destroyed. And Emir Sashem tomorrow morning we'll pick up with Batel Hatamid. We'll learn uh Chavtes, and then we'll pick up again Sunday night, and then Emir Sashem will have a siyum on Monday night, wishing you all a beautiful night.